Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in March the 21st, 2021. I've had another busy week. I have been doing lots of things to get my launch of the Wasteland box set set up. So this has involved doing adverts, promos, setting up newsletter swaps, doing interviews and things like that. So it's been busy, but I feel like it's out of my hands now really. I've done as much as I can to give this the start that it needs. And now I've just got to sit back and wait until it comes out next weekend. In terms of writing, I've not got that much done this week. I've written about 6,000 words towards Dawn of Assassins, so I'm still making progress on the story, just a bit slow. did end up having to do a thing on Monday, which is where I went in and expanded my outline. So I really like working from index cards, so that's been really good. I've been working through the second point of view scenes up to the point I'm in the book. Hopefully next week I'll be able to get a bit more momentum on that because the week after that my son is off school so he's only been back two weeks and it's going to be the Easter holidays and what seems to happen every year is most of the holidays between my wife and my son seem to not quite mesh so my son's off for two weeks and so it's just me and him for the first week and then my wife is off then for her two weeks after that so I'm going to have a week where I'm going to be in full-time dad mode. So I've basically got three weeks of disruption coming up. In terms of reading this week, I have carried on with the John Courtney Grimwood series, the Assassini one. So I read the first book last week. I'm nearly finished with the second book, which is called The Outcast Blade. It's the one that's historical fiction with fantasy elements set in Venice in the 1400s also read a book called Death in the Afternoon by Ernest Hemingway. So this was a non-fiction book about bullfighting. And this was basically for research towards a speech that I did for the Morecambe and Lancaster Speakers Club about bullfighting. This wasn't a topic I chose or would have chosen myself, but it was the theme. And I took up the challenge and I think I did a good job with it. So if you listen to the end of this podcast, you'll be able to hear that. Now, we'll warn you. I am not a fan of blood sports and my speech was described by one of the members as one of the most emotional things he'd heard at Speakers Club and for another one it brought a tear to their eye. So I think it is quite emotional, I think it's quite impactful and if you're squeamish I would just recommend not listening to that. So next week then is all about focusing on Dawn of Assassins, getting more down for that. I'm hoping that I don't have to do anything else now for the Wasteland relaunch There might be a few little tweaks here and there that I'd do with some of the adverts, but I just really want to focus on getting these words on the page and out of my head. So until next time, cheerio. How do you feel about bullfighting? To some, it's a brutal blood sport that should be banned. A bit like dogfighting or bear baiting. For others, it's an art form with a long tradition that forms an integral part of Spanish culture. It influences things like flamenco and the dance the Paso Doble. In one form or another, the ritual killing of bulls has been with us since the earliest time. There's records of it going back to 1500 BC in the Iberian Peninsula. The first arena of formal bullfighting was set up in the 1100s. But it's also part of a tradition that is quickly falling out of favour, with over 70% of Spaniards now against bullfighting 
and there's calls for it to be banned. Indeed, in Catalonia, in I think it was 2011, they banned the sport completely. Now, there is some shocking statistics that I found out about bullfighting. During the last 20 years, the average amount of bulls that have been killed in bullfights every year. What do you think it is? Between 200,000 and a quarter of a million. Compare that with the amount of matadors that have been killed since the 17th century, which is 52. Seems a bit imbalanced to me. There's no grey area with bullfighting. The purpose of the bullfight is to kill the bull. It's to end the bull's life. That is the long and short of it. And ask yourself, could you, as a matador, stand your ground when a bull is staring at you, he's scraping his feet against the sand, his eyes are locked on yours, the steam's coming out his nose, could you stand there and wait as the bull came towards you? That is what the matador's game is. That's what it's all about, the honour of being able to stand your ground when a bull, you know, half a ton, is charging towards you. And it's that line between life and death that is so important with the bullfight. If you think about the people who get involved in this, it's probably the same kind of urge that you get with people who do things like base jumping or extreme free climbing where people just do the most dangerous things. They face death. They look into the eyes of death every time they do this thing. And... There's almost, there's, there's some, something in that, which I think, you know, the idea of pushing your capabilities, pushing yourself like that, something extreme like that, that I think kind of brings us close to what it means to be alive. Same, of course, can't be said for the bulls. It is a tragedy through and through. I think what I found shocking, most shocking, when I was doing the research for this speech was finding out about how the bulls are prepared for this brutal slaughter and you know it's not fair it's not honorable it's just sad the bulls by the nature they're, they're docile creatures uh they just like to hang around eat grass you know maybe spend a bit of time with lady cows when they get the chance they're only aggressive when provoked and boy are they provoked in the days running up to they call it a fight. I wouldn't call it a fight. The bulls, they have wet newspapers shoved in their ears. They have Vaseline rubbed on their eyes. They have cotton stuffed up their nostrils and have needles, needles driven through their genitals. And then they're pumped full of laxatives and put into a dark box for two days. This is beyond cruelty. This is, this is torture. And then the box is opened. The bull sees light for the first time in two days. He runs out and he's in the arena. He's in the fight. The crowd roars, the trumpets blare, horses are racing around him and the performance begins. And so the unsuspecting bull's first instinct is to seek a corner to hide. But of course, the arena's round. There's nowhere for the bull to hide. And like in a Hollywood movie, the bullfight is divided into three acts. And in the first act, we see the horsemen 
going around him. These are called the picadors. And their sole job is to lance the bull around the neck and the shoulder, weakening it, getting into its muscles, making it lose blood. They clear off. And then the second act, a group of men called bandolieros attack the bull with colourful barbs. They spike him. They further weaken the bull for the heroic figure to come out and take on the bull for the final death blow, the lone matador. So he stands there. And he's got to hold his cape in his left hand, a sword in the right. And the death blow comes when the bull charges close to the matador, the sword driven between the bull's shoulders to sever the aorta. In a good fight, the death is instantaneous. But that rarely happens. The bull is usually left for the bandoleros to return. And they usually make the final kills with barbs and daggers. And so the bull's ears, tail and hooves are severed and given to the matadors as a trophy, while the rest of it is skinned, butchered and sold as meat to the people of the stadium. And it sounds horrible because it is. And we all have to ask ourselves whether some traditions are worth holding on to and whether it's time to consign bullfighting to the past. I say it's time to let go.